Demons run when a good man goes to war. Night will fall and drown the sun when a good man goes to war. Friendship dies and true love lies. Night will fall and the dark will rise when a good man goes to war. Demons run but count the cost. The battle's won but the child is lost. Two! This is Kyrie Payton. I'm Ezekiel on The Walking Dead, and I love listening to Two True Freaks Network. I think maybe you should too. Hi, welcome to your Fear the Walking Dead cast. I'm Scott McGregor, joined by our regular group of survivors here, Brian and Beth Hughes and Mikey Z, Mike Zumo. And it's yeah, how, it's, surviving. how it's gotta be. We're at another mid-season finale, season eight, episode eight. Um, and uh, just some quick uh, Walking Dead news. Just caught a story yesterday that says this this mid-season finale was actually the lowest rated since uh, season two mid-season finale. So we're, we're not the only ones who are a little crabby about the show, apparently. Uh, and, and there's some stuff to be crabby about in this episode, but you come to expect that of us, right? No, not us. No. Nah. But no. Uh, before uh, before we begin, I just actually want to wish my my cohorts here a happy holiday season and all that. And I uh, hope you guys have a and great happy day. holidays to you. And I don't ho ho ho. We won't be chatting again till till the whole uh, crazy mess uh, is over, but. Uh, now I, I'm wishing you happy holidays and not three hoes to visit you because I know you've got a significant other. Yeah, yeah, she might not like that. Uh, <laughs> now they they tend to frown on these sorts of things. Usually, you know, I, I tell her, you know, that's why I ever warned me. Um, you know, when she's she's on her way, um, so I can clear all the hoes out before she gets here. Oops, that might have to be edited. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no Tina laugh track tonight. Unfortunately, she's she's home doing the uh, the working thing. Um, but uh, she'll be back with us sometime, I'm sure. Uh, actually, I think she was kind of hoping to maybe be brought in on this, but she's got to work in the morning, and I'm not going to keep her up. And no, Professor Allen. No, no, he's he's just avoiding us lately. I don't know what it is. I extended the invitation as usual. I think he maybe is. He was always kind of more a Fear the Walking Dead fan yeah. anyway. Ah, and yeah. I think maybe he's as disgruntled with uh, with this season as as I am, kind of. I don't know. You, did, uh, you didn't even try to entice him with a roll of quarters, did you? No, you know, I, I, do a, I actually do need to get his address. And maybe your guys' because I, I might send out some very late Christmas cards if I can afford them. <laughs> might not, might not come till next year. That's all I'm saying. If they come at all, but we shall see. But um, yeah, so you guys all have a good one. Uh, I said I'm going to go with the, the generic Happy Holidays here because I don't know what y'all are exactly. And I don't even know what I am exactly anymore, so <laughs> I'm sticking with Happy Holidays. Well, you know, we just sat down with Christopher and watched the Polar Express. Yeah. So, so we're Santa Clausians. Apparently. Yes. Yes. I'm a Festivus guy. I think mostly. Festivus? Do you have the aluminum pole? I, I 
probably have I have an umbrella which is partially made of aluminum. I don't know if that counts. But. Have you ever won the feats of strength? Only against my cat. Okay. <laughs> Watching The Walking Dead. That's a feat of strength. Yes, it is. Um, so it was an interesting one. Um, and they said, so let's move on to the airing of grievances. Yes, it, uh, oh, yeah. there, there, were, there were some grievances in, in this one. But the episode was, of course, called How It's Gotta Be. And, uh, and I have some news okay. to tell uh, you guys. A little after we're done, after the show, uh, I'll let you know what I found out. Oh, okay. yeah. Ooh. Interesting. Uh, walk dead news. You don't think it's good to do during the show? or No, no, because it'd be a spoiler. Oh, okay. It'll spoil, yeah. It'll spoil what? Uh, what's coming up next time or when they come uh, out? Yeah. This is a mm-hmm. mid-season finale we're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. So, we'll, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll save it because you know, just in case our, our listeners at home that don't watch, we, we want to not spoil everything like we did the whole Shiva thing right in the beginning. Awesome of the show. gossip, gossip, gossip. Ooh, gossip. Gossip is good. I wonder, I wonder if it's the same gossip I read. Might be. Um, maybe. Oh, I think maybe. I know what you're talking about, but yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, there's there's yeah. a lot to discuss about what happens at the end of this. But uh, starting off in a daze, Rick radios the three sanctuary snipers, but of course gets no reply. Kind of a retread of what he ended up seeing last week. Then we get a little flashback that follows their uh, first encounter with Sadiq, uh, Rick, and Carl uh, walking down a road, and Carl starts to question Rick's ruthless approach to survival, and again, just be like, Dad, you know, you can't just go around shooting over everyone's head, you know. Uh, yeah, I bet you got to hit somebody. Yeah. And back in the present, Rick leads the, who didn't see this one coming, but Rick leads the scavengers to the sanctuary. And when they see that, not like pitchers, uh, in other words, uh, it's not exactly the uh, Savior's all wrapped up with a pretty little bow that he tried to sell to the scavengers. They're like, ha ha, see ya, we're noping right the fuck out of here. As he tries to rally him, he's like, attack, attack. And they're like, yeah, okay, dude. After, we'll attack after. Um, <laughs> not, for now, they're not going to bother. They immediately abandoned him. I'm not still not even sure why the hell they brought this group into the fucking show, but whatever. It's a waste two episodes. Yeah. Carol and Jerry, of course, arrived just in time to help him escape. That's always the thing in this show. And in the car, Carol suggests they split up and warn that the three warn the three communities about the Savers escape. Probably a good idea. Um, probably would have been a better idea to like maybe have some scouts outside of the thing uh, that would quickly go and tell everyone the situation when it went to shit. But whatever. Well, you know, the the thing is, is they never should have pulled the snipers after they ran the truck. No, no. Well, I thought they were supposed to be staying there, but apparently they maybe killed the snipers. We never even got to see that. We know that Morgan escaped, but, um, yeah, they just kind of disappeared. It it really seems like they magic something there. Yeah. Snipers went to grab lunch. Back in the present again. Oh, uh, yeah, and another flashback, actually, we get, uh, and this is where I'm starting to be like, oh, maybe it is going to be Rick or Carl. Um, they kept, you know, once you focus on these little flashback things, occasionally that's that's who's got the target on their head. 
Carol casts doubt on Rick's decision to kill the Sabres and advocates a different approach uh, to moving forward. And it's actually very similar to kind of a speech that Rick gives in the comics. And I thought it was kind of cool that they, they're making Carl the the voice of reason in all this and kind of setting his dad on the, the path that the comics take. And, you know, it's like we can't just kill everyone that doesn't immediately agree with us. You know, we have it, to... Didn't Jesus give this speech to Tara a few episodes ago? Pretty much. They, they recycle a lot in this show. Just to have different people say a lot of the same shit, which has always been one of my, you know, little <laughs> nitpicks. Um, it's almost like Chris Claremont's X-Men comics. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to be sure. Um, back in the present again, Negan heads back to Alexandria, whistling cheerfully during the car ride there. Um, and meanwhile, Aaron and Enid, on another inexplicable quest, are driving to Oceanside to seek more reinforcements, because they're just sure that's going to work. And he's on this quest, of course, to make sure Eric didn't die for no reason. And they drive by a distillery and decide to stop and find a bartering gift. And, um... And this is where i got to give you props, Brian, that your theory about people, um, well, not, actually, I'm, I'm going to strike down your theory, that your theory that a lot of people would turn to alcohol in the apocalypse has got to be wrong, because apparently there's just trucks full of booze still laying around two years into the apocalypse that no one thought would be a good com- commodity, and nobody else in this tight little knit community of 10 square miles ever saw that distillery sign and said, hey, maybe we should go check that out. But whatever, they needed a truck full of booze, so there it was. (laughs) In Alexandria, Daryl tells Michonne that his attack in the sanctuary was successful, and she kind of apologizes for backing out and like, I was going to go back and make sure everything worked out. And he's like, everything worked out, don't worry about it. But maybe they should have stuck around a little longer. Maybe. You always want to follow through on your plans like that. Make sure they actually work, and not just assume they do, because then the rest of this episode happens. So yeah. Carl uh, writes a letter and is addressing it to Rick, and he looks longingly at Enid's uh, note to herself to just survive somehow, and it's here that I'm starting to think maybe it'll be Carl who doesn't make it out of this war, and telegraphing things a little bit, maybe. Um, right? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, yeah. maybe a lot. Um, but honestly, I didn't think they'd actually go there. I thought it would still maybe be Rick. I, I was rooting for your I did, on this too. One. Tara informs Rosita that Daryl succeeded at the sanctuary. Again, just everyone having the same conversation. And Rosita tells Tara about some uh, like flashbang grenades and air horns that she found at the survivor's warehouse. And Tara's like, yeah, oh, and, use those. Daryl's plan succeeding. Fake news. Yes, it was. It's the yeah. epitome of fake news at this point. <laughs> Back to Aaron and Eden. Uh, they parked their car on the side of the road along with the truck that they procured. And uh, while resting, Aaron hears movement outside and goes to investigate. And Enid uh, finds Aaron struggling with someone in the dark and shoots his assailant dead. And, of course, it's the uh, leader of Oceanside, Natiana. And Cindy runs out of the nearby woods and cries over her grandmother's death, and armed Oceansiders surround Aaron and Edith, like we kind of figured would probably end up happening. Yeah, more on that in February, I guess. Yeah. Because no, I they're going to be happy. They're going to be, they've got booze, and they'll be like, yeah, we'll drink, and then we'll go fight with you. Good idea. Yeah. I was really glad to see that happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dang. Uh, I was. 
Because the granddaughter always said if it was up to her, she'd run things differently. Yeah, and I guess that's what's going to go on instead of them just flat out slaughtering Aaron and Enid. You know, I'm sure they're going to... Well, she may still not be happy with uh, Enid whacking her grandmother. Yeah, yeah. No, of course not. But it's way better having them at your side than having trash people who don't speak to you at your side. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking (laughs) Rick maybe should have concentrated on, you know, trading or getting a good deal with the Oceanside a little more than going back to the scavengers. You know, he was just an asshole to the Oceanside. He just went there and be like, give us your shit or we're going to kill you. Um, And they should have been like, fuck you, we'll kill you first, but that was a mistake that was not rectified long ago, and it's gonna bite him in the ass somehow. Or save them. Probably save them, because we need uh, Oceanside Ex Machina. Well, they need an out, and that's their out. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, new army just, you know, poof, appears. Whatever. Uh, Back in Alexandria, Michonne finds Carl um, standing by a sewer grate where he's talking to Pennywise, and he (laughs) just emerged from giving food to CD. He starts to explain about the guy he found, but is suddenly interrupted by Negan and the Saviors uh, arriving at the front gate and ordering the Alexandrias to surrender in three minutes. And he warns that he'll kill Rick and one additional resident and more people if they don't comply. Rick, Carol, and Jerry are driving towards uh, each community in separate cars, and a truck suddenly crashed. One of the great out-of-the-blue, i got to give Walking Dead this, they, they always do a great sudden car crash thing for us. Um, he just gets nailed, you know, uh, from out of the blue, and they, they fade to black. Back at the kingdom, Ezekiel basically flees to the auditorium, and here's, here's the uh, saviors arrive there. Uh, it just, saviors are uh, able to get their shit together amazingly well, considering the the supposed predicament they were in. They just suddenly have the full army all set again and, and rolling well, out. Well, sometimes the best laid plan is no plan. Yeah. Yeah, but don't you think they would? In, in, uh, who was it that put it on our feed in, in Facebook? You would have thought that, that, they, that our people would have been smart enough to, you know, maybe damage all the vehicles so they couldn't take off. Yeah. yeah. That would, Our people weren't smart enough to keep their snipers in place. Yeah, or even yeah. watch the place sure. and make sure that they didn't... And uh, apparently they suddenly found a bunch of bullets or Eugene pumped them out of his ass. I don't know, because I don't even know why Negan had that freaking conversation. Oh, we're going to use up all the bullets killing the zombies to get out of here. Can you make more? And he's like, yeah. But we didn't think it was going to be in like five minutes. Uh, uh, this is almost like Joker in the Dark Knight magic, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's lowest rating since season two, Gimple. That's all we're fucking saying, man. Uh, so. And, and I got to say. Fuck, do not fuck up my Fear the Walking Dead, Gimple. I'm I, serious. I know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I gotta say, you know, they, they said last week that this was gonna have the shocker of an ending. No, they telegraphed it so much with everything that went on in the episode. Yeah. There was no shock whatsoever. Not really. No, there wasn't. And they're like, wait till the end, wait till the end. You have to wait till the end to see what's gonna happen. Yeah, and which... I'm like, 
I'm yeah. gonna watch it anyway, but really? Yeah, duh. I don't think this episode would ever end. Well, maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's what killed his freaking ratings this week. You know, same night ratings is that? All oh, right, wait till the end. That's the only time anything interesting is gonna happen. Sure, we'll DVR it and fast forward. Well done, guys. Way to market. Yeah. Maggie- <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Ben. No, I just said yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. Uh, we just—I'd like to welcome our, our newest member. We do have a new member to the Facebook group, and and hopefully our our anger at the show isn't turning you off or really want to love it again. So back at uh, Maggie, Jesus, Diane, and Neil, random fucking hillbilly guy, drive toward the sanctuary with a convoy of hilltop fighters, and a savior caravan surrounds them on the road after doing the whole tree-in-the-road trick again. Jesus is like, Jesus suddenly lost IQ points. He's like, oh, couldn't it have just fallen over itself? And Maggie's like, bitch, please. We've seen this before. Uh, Saviors hauled Jerry out of a cargo truck, and this, my heart started pounding, like, no, don't you freaking dare. And they drop a coffin-sized box on the hood of Maggie's car from one of the other trucks, uh, appears Simon, or buddy with a mustache. And show of hands, how many of us pretty much knew that damn straight random guy was going to bite the dust this episode? I mean, was he not just, like, he must, should have been wearing a wet, red sweater. Yeah, why he was there. It's like, yeah. It's like, he, oh, yeah. he had one job and he did it well. His one line. I'm surprised they even bothered to pay him to do a line, honestly. <laughs> At least he got his SAG card or something off of this. <laughs> he was probably a makeup guy that just said, hey, get me in there and kill me. Yep. Basically. <laughs> Meanwhile, Carl quickly formulates an escape route. Now, Carl is a fucking boss in this. I'll have to give Chandler yeah. Briggs and Carl um, and the waiting for Carl um, props on this because his, his little arc was really good and and makes the ending even more sad because Carl should be running the fucking show. Cause he, I agree. He pulls it together, and Michonne even like kind of disputes him for a second, and he's like, "Uh-uh, you told me this is my show." Do it. Just do what I say. And they do. And yeah. he quickly formulates an escape plan for him. And Michonne refuses to leave their homes to the saviors. But they said, Carl insists they follow his plan. At the Kingdom, Gavin, uh, in, I thought it was a good writing for Gavin in this one, too, and good acting, uh, informs residents that everything they produce now belongs to the Saviors, the regular spiel, and he declares that the Saviors will also take up residence in the Kingdom while um, Kingdom residents repair the damage done to the Sanctuary. And uh, I just love Gavin's just kind of like his exhausted, you know, man, come on, guys, I don't really want to have to go this way. You can tell he doesn't love his job quite as much as some of the lieutenants. And he doesn't like leaving his desk either. Yeah. Yeah. So after Simon uh, threatens to kill Jerry, the hilltop fighters relinquish their weapons to the saviors. Carl goes to the front gate and tries to dissuade uh, Negan from attacking Alexandria, and and this is a great scene. He offers his life to Negan in hopes of peace, and Jeffrey D. Morgan and Chandler Riggs kill it in this one, and and I just love how they... really do. Yeah, and I just love that he... We realize later why he has kind of such balls in in this moment, Um, but uh, Jeff... Jeffrey D. Morgan even, like, you can tell, I mean, he really sells that Carl is taking him aback some, and he's like, holy shit, the ball's on this kid, and, you know, and, and when he asks, he actually asks Negan, he's like, is this what your plan was? Is this who you wanted to become? And then that actually gives him a little bit of pause. 
But meanwhile, Michonne, Daryl, Tara, and Rosita are quietly mobilizing a convoy with very, very loud trucks. So I'm not sure how long that would have lasted. Uh, Dwight and Laura and a team of saviors guard the back gate of Alexandria, blocking the exit with a barricade of very small cars, which uh, Laura kind of calls them out on, but I think it was obviously intentional on Dwight's part to to let people escape if they wanted. And they they hurtle right through the gates and past the savior barricade. And Laura alerts Negan and then leading a group chases after them. So Negan orders the saviors to fire grenades into Alexandria, which were apparently uh, incendiary grenades because they light everything on fire instantly, which is a thing, but probably should have mentioned that because regular grenades don't just, like, automatically light everything on fire. (laughs) And they don't generally blow up an entire house with one grenade. Um, And why the fuck weren't they using those? They have, like... A hundred fucking grenade launchers. Why haven't they been used? Why didn't they use those in the first attack and just be like, poof, poof, poof? poof. No, in the in that previous episode, they said that all they had were uh, was the one that she blew up that guy with, and that was all they had. That was an RPG they said that- though. These guys definitely had. These were like, I think they're M two seventy nines or something like that. Uh, grenade launchers, you know, that literally just pop off a grenade at long distance. But they certainly had a shitload of them. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess they must not have had them at the, the sanctuary and just went and got them elsewhere or something. That's kind of the kind of thing that would be nice to see happening. But whatever. Um, Carl falls as he climbs down from the guard post, injuring his leg. He deposits smoke grenades along the residential streets as buildings burst into flames around him. And it said, this is a really good scene, actually, Carl and the smoke and, you know, dodging explosions. And I thought he was going to get taken out, like, in this sequence. Um, but I think they did it a better way. Spoilers, Carl gets hurt. Uh, Gavin orders the kingdom's residents to, to bring him Ezekiel. He gives them five minutes to cooperate. Again, we see that Gavin really doesn't enjoy his job. And I think there's still a possibility for him to be like a turncoat eventually. I kind of hope they keep developing that character because I think the actor's nailing it. No, I, I think that because, you know, the way he was talking, the way he was the first one to sit there and say somebody, you know, in the Savior's compound is working with them. Yeah. Now, he is... He is probably going to be the most loyal, but then again, he is—he's basically Negan's dream because this is a guy that just wants to do his job, get it done, be left alone, and he doesn't want the top spot. Right? Yeah. So, so, so would, I mean, he'd rather have a desk job in like Rick's camp, you know, if he could. Yeah. I don't think he likes the whole killing people requirement. Is Mike snoring? Is Mike asleep? You don't know. No, Mike, 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 Mike is just, stu- just stuffed up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not asleep. <laughs> Shit, the last couple ones I've had allergies, and it sounds like I'm sitting here doing lines half the show when I edit, and I'm like, Ugh. But I leave them in just for reality purposes, just to make you people think that I could actually afford a cocaine habit. Yeah, right. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
Simon tells Maggie that the saviors are in the process of uh, destroying Alexandria and the kingdom, but they are leaving the hilltop intact so the residents can continue producing food for him. And if she cooperates, again, Simon's kind of like the same way. He doesn't want the bother of his job. He's like, you know, it's a real pain in the ass for me to do what I'm supposed to do. So Yeah, but I think Simon would enjoy it more than Gavin would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's why Simon was all smiles when all, you know, when, when all said that he is all smiles. It doesn't matter. They're friends and neighbors and others that he know got killed. No. Doesn't no. matter that his home's been torn to shreds. He's happy because he gets to sit there and, and frag someone. Yeah. And that's and, what Simon loves. Yeah, well, he, he's committed to the part. And yeah, that's that's why he's a good need. Yeah, Gavin would rather not be bothered. I, I take it that Simon really enjoys his job. Yeah. But he, he kind of gives Maggie a plan B. He, he tells him that, uh, tells her that, um, you know, if she cooperates, he promises that both she and Jerry will be allowed to live. And she agrees after uh, Simon says, somebody's got to die, though. And he shoots our random guy, Neil, uh, killing him in the back seat. And, well, Simon needs a win. He yeah. needs a win after after the whole whole thing with, uh, what's his name? Well, I think that's why uh, he's happy. He he thinks at least that he's 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 won. That he's got you know he's done his part, and Negan's going to pat him on the head, and uh, you know he's like I've got the widow, and, but he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't do exactly what he was supposed to. He was supposed to take her back alive in the box, you know, and, and kill her at Hilltop. But he gives them the uh, you know the out for killing Neil, which was will end up being the stupidest thing he's ever done, and Negan will probably take issue with it. <laughs> so she asked... Probably uh, burn his face with an iron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be my first bet. Shave off his mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <With an iron>. <laughs> <laughs> so she asked Simon to give her the coffin-like box so she can bury Neil in. That's not exactly what's going to happen. Eugene wakes up in the middle of the night, and I almost thought the alarm was going, like, it clicks immediately midnight, and he wakes up and needs to do a shot, you know, of wine, which I just felt really silly to me again. It's like, oh, okay. Again, you're trying to make us believe that Eugene's such an alcoholic after off this ounce and a half of wine a night, you know, that he, he wakes up in the middle of the night craving it, and it's like, just not... And why, after last week, are they trying to sell me on Eugene feeling guilty? Yeah. Yeah, that's all it was. It was uh, his conscience was getting to him that he can't sleep, and all he wants to do is sleep. So what is he going to do? Try to sell some righteous bullshit that he's having problems with that I don't think he would ever do at this point. Is What's he going to stick to just for a night's sleep? I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a 180, you know, it, it, it felt like last episode he had pretty much made his choice, you know, and it was like, I'm all in on Negan, and I'm not helping anybody but myself. But it's bothering him. It's It's been yeah, bothering him. Yeah, the choice is him. bothering him. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, like, you know, he's, the fact that he did what he did right at midnight, it basically is the, the staring at the clock going, if I fall asleep now, I'll get six hours sleep. Yeah, yeah. If I fall asleep now, I'll get five hours sleep, and it just goes on, and you're in that hell and you can't get your mind to think of anything except what is really bothering you. Yeah, and it's clawing at him, it's eating him inside, and he's got to do something about it. And but you know, does just, he? Well, what he does isn't going to sit there and alleviate him. It's he's got he's going to have to do more. He's he's going to have to go full Scrooge reverse, you know. 
Well, he does just enough to, you know, alleviate his conscience, apparently, and, you know, and he does kind of the non-committal, I'll help these guys escape thing here in a minute. For a finale, this episode sure did a lot of seating. You know, I was talking to a fan this week um, who is my daughter's best friend, and her dad watches Larry. Hi, Larry. And he says... I still believe in Eugene. I really think he's going to pull it through for us. I think it's finally getting to him. So there are people who still believe that Eugene is going to pull, you know, pull it out of his ass, I guess, and, and get it done to help, you know, Rick's group. And I, I have doubts. I, I hope he's right. I, I did once have that belief but I don't anymore. I have no, no trust in Eugene whatsoever. You know, I, I, I'm pretty ready for him to go. Yeah, I'm, I think you should get got. I, I'll be disappointed if you get all forgiveness on him and shit, but they probably will since he saved the day with Gabe and the, the doctor, presumably. But presumably, another you know, subplot that was sent off to uh, the next half of this season. Yeah, pretty much, including yeah. uh, Gabriel's, you know, on the brink of death sickness, apparently. But, but now, I think they're giving him, they're giving Eugene the road to redemption. Yeah, which, and that's 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 what they're doing here. They're they're showing the guilt, and they're showing the steps he's going to have to take. And, and the thing is, is right now this is a painless step that he can get away with. It's when he gets to a painful step that we're really going to see that crisis of conscience. We're going to see him again, not able to sleep. And we're going to see him having to do something that, that you know, goes outside the bounds of his safety. Mm-hmm. That is where, you know, he's going to have the ultimate crisis. And that's where you're going to get to see if he actually truly redeems himself. Uh, back at Alexandria, we get some more shots of uh, Carl and the other Alexandrians uh, releasing smoke grenades throughout the darkened streets um, and making their way to the sewer, presumably. And just outside Alexandria, Michonne, Daryl, Tara, and Rosita hide along the road, uh, guns at the ready, and Daryl throws a smoke grenade into the road. Dwight and Laura see the smoke, and despite Laura's protest, Dwight leads the Saviors toward the smoke into Michonne's group, and they open fire on the Saviors. Dwight's obviously, you know, intentionally leading them into the ambush. And he joins the Alexandrians in shooting at the Savior suddenly, and Laura catches him in the act and shoots him in the arm and not the face for some reason before she's forced to escape. If we need Dwight to be killed by Daryl or Tara, I guess. <clears throat> Negan orders the Saviors to capture Carl alive, and he's off to make some spaghetti at Rick's to wait for him to come home. <laughs> After more smoky uh, stumbling, Carl descends into the sewers. And meanwhile, at the sanctuary's uh, infirmary, Eugene helps to agrees to help Gabriel and Doctor Carson escape. He informs them that the uh, I, I do love his little method for for disposing of the guard, though. And, and you know, the doctor's like, "Did you kill the guard?" And he's like, "No, I just gave him a bunch of uh, laxatives." <laughs> I forget how he described it, but it was a beautiful description of uh, his indigestion trials and tribulations. It was a long way, long way to go, just to say he gave him the shits. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then Eugene does the whole, I'm going to drop this uh, set of keys accidentally. It may or may not go to a car out front. So, again, I don't know why he's he's doing the whole pretense of, like, I'm helping you, but I'm not helping you. Whatever. Um but 
he, he's the hero and he lets him get get away. Even though the doctor then says, you know, essentially that's like, this guy can't go anywhere and he's fucking dying here. But I guess that didn't matter to the writers. Back it didn't the, matter to you, Eugene, either. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the kingdom. Uh, no, he, he is like, well, that's something you two have to talk about yourselves. You know, whether Gabe can make it or not. I'm just dropping the keys and getting on my merry way. And we don't know where the fuck he's going exactly, but because isn't everybody? I mean, this is almost like a flashback. Isn't everybody out of the goddamn sanctuary at this point? Why are they even all still there? I'm wondering, but whatever. We needed that scene. Logic writers, it's not that fucking hard, really. Um, Apparently, it is. Yeah. Back at the kingdom, Ezekiel starts a fire in order to distract Gavin and the Saviors, and he commandeers a bus and teleports it to the to the front of the camp, apparently, <laughs> and parks it in between the kingdomers and the Saviors' long residence to to flee. Carol tells uh, Nabila, Nabia, maybe? Nabila, I forget what her name is, to get everyone to a safe house uh, two miles away. The, the token Muslim woman, let's just call it like it is. And once his uh, community members are outside its perimeter, uh, Ezekiel locks the gate from the inside, and he turns and surrenders to Gavin, and there's literally no fucking reason he couldn't go with Carol. Should he could have, she could have dropped Gavin in, like, there were, like, all of four saviors rushing to the gate to stop people. And Carol's standing there with a machine gun, and Ezekiel's like, oh, no, I'm just going to sacrifice myself instead so you can get away, even though we could have all gotten away. So Yeah. Again, just didn't really get that. But we need drama with Ezekiel when everything comes back. So there it is. Uh, <laughs> it's actually worse reading this back than it is watching mm-hmm. it the first time sometimes. <laughs> Once his community members... All right, we got that. Ezekiel Gate. Yep. Uh, Maggie and her convoy return to the hilltop. Gregory tries to beg for a release, but she just tells him to shut up. And then she does release somebody, and he's like, hey, why not me? And I'm sitting there wishing. It's like, yeah, let him out, because uh, I kind of knew where this was going. She she kills one of the imprisoned saviors and then orders Jesus to fortify the walls and increase their guards, and she declares the hilltop will be the last stand of this war, and she walks away crying. Michonne, Daryl, Tara, and Rosita find Dwight hiding behind the car, and Daryl asks Dwight if his improvised plan allowed the saviors to escape from the sanctuary. Daryl's feeling a little guilt here, uh, as well he fucking should, for not sticking around and making sure his plan worked. Yeah. But Dwight, but Dwight tells him, no, it's cool, it was Eugene who helped the saviors escape. Which I don't, still not seeing that Eugene was the only one who could come up with the plan of, let's shoot all the zombies. We needed Big Brain Eugene for that one, guys. Then you got problems. So, whatever. Um, he asked him to spare his life, or at least he's like, can we settle this up later? Because I could still help you guys, and I want Negan as dead as you guys do, but I know you're a little mad at me. <laughs> so, can we just do this later? <laughs> and he asked him to spare Eugene, too, because he did help, but which is you know going to be the redemption arc there. <clears throat> And they decide to spare his life, at least. Everybody wants to spare Eugene. Yep. I don't. <laughs> Everybody but Beth. I don't. Nope. And Scott. Oh, and Scott. Just um, send me the mullet, okay? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I want to see someone scalp his mullet right off his body. 
Do you guys like the uh, little mullet I put in our, our graphic last week, too? That <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I try. Uh, Maggie puts the dead savior's body in the coffin-like box and, and scrawls a message on the cover. We have 38 more stand down. And she instructs Cal to leave the coffin where the saviors will find it. So Maggie's throwing the gauntlet. Uh, Gavin tells Ezekiel that the saviors are going to put his dead body on the sanctuary fence for all his people to see. And Morgan listens from outside the kingdom wall unseen. So he's still in the mix there somewhere. I don't know what happened to him and his other snipers, but maybe we'll find that out. Daryl, Tara, Rosita, and Dwight descend into the sewers as Alexandria burns and Michonne remains above ground. And again, I'm not exactly certain where the fuck... I guess they were trying to escape to to warn other people, but then they just went back and got in the sewers. So, not really sure what happened there. Rick arrives at Alexandria and heads towards his house, and uh, we do get one, a great scene here in search of Carl and Michonne, and Negan attacks him, catching him by surprise. We get a pretty good brawl between the two, although inexplicably, Negan can't beat a guy that's completely unarmed with his nice barbed wire bat, and then Rick gets the bat briefly. He can't beat the other guy with the barbed wire yeah, bat. Yeah, Negan, like, yeah, pokes him a couple times, and you know, instead but, of bashing his head in. Again, when you're when you're in a house and you're fighting, you know, it's like, have you ever played pool pool in a room that's too small to play pool? Yeah, and you just can't get the what, what you need to be able to get a good swing. You, can, I, you just can't get the right angle. I would. I don't know if I got the guy on the ground and I got his bat, I'll find an angle. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Uh, if all else fails, I'll just drag the goddamn barbed wire across his face or something. <laughs> Come on, Rick. Right across the neck. That's all you got to yeah. do. Right across or the bite neck. bite his neck. Rick's not above taking a chomp out of someone's neck. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. You got Negan compromised. That's where it should end. It's real easy to not to keep swinging, you know? Just keep going. Yeah. Don't. Yeah fucking stop and with all that adrenaline pumping through your body and as much shit as he's done to you you think you're really gonna stop until you see his head just wide open yeah michonne definitely doesn't she she fucking goes ape shit later exactly So, yeah, Rick uh, finally gets pushed out of a window eventually and flees down the road. So we're saving that rematch for, for next next uh, half season. And Michonne uh, savagely slays the savior with her katana, releasing her anger with, you know, she just chops. He must have been just friggin', you know, I'm surprised the, the makeup people wouldn't go for that one because he must have just been <laughs> not much left to him. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Rick finds her, calms her down, and asks where everyone is. And he should, it, Rick should have been a shish kebab. Yeah, the way yeah. He came up on. I mean, anybody else, she would have sliced him in half. Pretty much, without even looking. Yeah, she doesn't. What know where doesn't to... make sense to me is that she's able to do such extreme damage, and Rick takes a few swings, and motherfucker gets back up. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> Yeah, well, as I said, we need to sell those ads for the next half season. No, but it, it will actually make a great scene in a future episode where, you know, they've got Negan trapped and Rick goes up to Michonne and says, let me borrow this for a second. Yeah. Lops his head off and looks at her and goes, I like this. Yeah. Just like out of The Force Awakens. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use this from now on. Yeah. 
<laughs> you can have my gun. This is much more effective and, and satisfying. It's really terrible that that I love this show, and here lately, it's all we can do is just talk about how terrible things have gotten with the writers yeah. and what's happening. And this show has really, you know, it's so different, so unique, and they're fucking it up in a big way. Well, I'm going to introduce you and everybody to a term that, that um, a friend of mine and I came up with years ago, and that is A and a half sucks. Yeah. Because yeah. the writers, you know, they've got the comic book to deal with, and so they got to get from A to B. And they know where A is, and they know what B is. And, you know, the thing is, the way things are so different, they've got to go through a whole lot of different gyrations. So A and a half in a predestined story always sucks. It well, just does. Well, they've really bucked the pooch now. <laughs> yeah. There's so much more you could do without even, like, they could just show us a lot more. War. Yeah. Well, yeah, war. They they could show more preparation. They, you know, they could show, I don't know, I guess last season was a lot of preparation and finding guns and finding guns way too goddamn easy. And or, or that conversation. Well, Donnie, you lost both legs. You survived, but you lost both legs. So now you're just going to be eating everybody else's food and you're going to be taking up space and we're going to have to give you water. And that's just not going to work. So excuse me. Blam. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a whole episode. Yeah, sure. That would be a whole episode of Gimple had his druthers. But yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. They've done several. Uh, they spun their wheels a lot this half season. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping they wouldn't. They kind of promised us they wouldn't. Like, oh, we're just going to be nothing but nonstop excitement. and yeah, All-out well, war. We, I mean, that's what it's called. Yeah. All-out war. Well, we clearly have different uh, opinions of what flat-out all-out excitement is. and. Uh, yeah, the war itself, the whole big all-out war has lasted like three days at this point. So. Which is, it's that's similar to the comics. But here is where we take a huge-ass left turn from the comics, kids. Rick and Michonne descend into the sewers, joining the rest of the Alexandrians in the darkness. They find Carl laying on the cold, hard floor and looking sweaty and tired. And he lifts his shirt and shows Rick an unmistakable bite on his abdomen. And Rick and Michonne reel in horror as reality sets in. And Sadiq's sitting there, and Carl's like, yeah, it happened a couple days ago when I rescued him. So he's at hey, the bike. I... The... Yeah, go ahead. I'm Beth. sorry. I just want to say, at this very moment, not a tear from me. I didn't cry. Nope. Nothing. I was like, oh, well. I knew I was, was kind of shocked. I mean, they did telegraph it, but I didn't actually think they'd go through with it this this episode. No, I mean, the thing is, it was, you know, the thing is, they were supposed to have a big shock coming, yeah. and they telegraphed it from early on, you know, everything that Carl said. They ruined it. it. Well, maybe state, that's why they wanted you to wait till the end or just fast forward and, to the end so you wouldn't see the telegraph. And his little speech to Negan, you know, he says it. I'm already dead. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and you don't then, really it doesn't really click until you realize what happened to him, I guess, or when it happened. 
And now if you go back and you watch the, the episode of Sadiq, you watch that scene, you can tell exactly when he got bit. You yeah. can see the expression on his face as he's being bit. Yeah. And when he steps up and of course, you know, they, they did the, the clothing and the blood and all that in very, you know, in, in such a way that you thought, okay, that's all just from what was going on there. Yeah. But then you realize, no, no that's where he got bit. And, and he knows he got bit. And that's that. No, you know? don't get me wrong. I'm so I surprised. Love- we really didn't that, that, you know, I mean, I didn't go out on the web and look to see if anybody saw it, but watching that episode again, you know, it's like, it's so obvious. And I'm surprised that more people didn't already speak up and say, Carl got bit. Yeah, me too. And I guess I'll, I'll give the writers semi props for that one. Cause when we did the recap of that episode, I kind of totally, yeah, we totally went past that just like it was yeah, nothing because yeah, cause they, well, we so used to, and that's kind of their fault because they've set up so many of these fake out deaths, you know, oh, he's in trouble, he's in trouble, but ah, they ain't going to really kill Carl. Well, this time they killed Carl, so. Wait a minute. He's go dead. Ahead, go, go ahead, babe. Okay, his dad killed Carl. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, because if <laughs> dad hadn't been a dick to Sadiq, he wouldn't have been out helping him in the first place. Rick has killed everybody on this show. Let's let's just call a spade a spade. No, here. not Rick. Oh. His real dad killed mm. Carl. Oh no, I don't know about that. Um, maybe. Yes, we'll get into that in a second. So, but yeah, um, but yeah, I just wanted to say as much bitching as I've done about this episode and this season. I do give props to the writers for if you're gonna kill Carl, this was probably the best way to do it, and he's apparently coming back. To die on yeah, screen. Yeah, Yes. I think they'll right. probably weaponize him. They'll, like, try to send him to... It's like, Negan, I want you to be my dad. I probably won't be this silly, I hope. They'll probably be like, Negan, you know, I want you to be my dad now. <laughs> and and go bite him while he's sleeping or something. I don't know. Uh, but they're going to make some grand exit for Carl, I'm sure. Um, you know, Sasha-like almost, where he gets to take somebody with him. Um, yeah. what, now, what did you read about? I read his dad was not happy with AMC, you know, and, and that yeah. Carl's Chandler Riggs was pretty surprised that that they did this to him. I was yes, pretty surprised. They loved Chandler a, a lot, and they really just wanted to pay Chandler his money after the age of 18, since he just turned 18. Right. But apparently his dad was trying to get more money out of AMC to go to his pocketbook. Mm. Well, this is his last and, chance. And they had told Chandler that they were going to renew him for another three years. Right. So when his dad tried to get more money, and apparently Chandler had no idea that this was happening, instead, Gimple says, let's just let him yeah. go. Because sometimes it's harder. Sometimes it's just. Sometimes it's just harder to deal with the parents of child actors, and and it's better just to cut your losses while you can, and that's what happens. So he, the dad gets, um, you know, starts writing all kinds of things about AMC. So 
you know, they just needed to part ways at this point. But the person who loses the most is Chandler. He just bought a house in Atlanta. And that is, I mean, that is so terrible because he was told he's going to be there another three years. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I don't know. I just... um, it's, I a, feel da- bad it's a shame for if that's the real reason. But, you know, I'm not yeah, going to give exactly. Chandler's got to mind his own business. Then this is a harsh lesson he just learned then. Yeah. Even if you make your dad, for one, if you make your dad your official agent, he's entitled to his agent fees, even if he's your fucking dad. Um, but he really needed to watch his own shit better and, and make sure that things weren't going on behind his back, that they were going to harm him. So I... I find it hard to have too much sympathy because, you know. Well, I think that the difference between agent fees and what. And parent. And parent. Yeah, what what they would get. Because I think up until he turns 18, they get Chandler's money. Right. Uh, there's got to be something. I mean, he could have probably had to put in a trust or something. I, I don't. Yeah, I mean. There's been enough, yeah, like, family child parent. When he was 11. There's been enough child parent Hollywood disasters over the years that you'd think somebody would be looking out for him better than that. Yeah, you think there'd be but like a Macaulay probably, Culkin law. <laughs> yeah, right, but yeah. he's probably sitting there. Chandler is going, yeah, but he's my dad. He's going to take care of me until you discover you no longer have a job. And you're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Because you had just been told you were going to be signed on for another three years, but until the pen hits the paper, nothing's written in stone. Yeah, yeah but let's, let's take a look at this. Lesson. Let's take a look at this from another angle. the The ratings on The Walking Dead have been going down steadily. Mm-hmm. As they said here, this mid season finale had the lowest ratings since the second season. Yeah, they need and, and they need to turn things on edge now. Again, doing this with Carl, you could think, well, that would turn things on edge, but, uh, you know, obviously not, not with the ratings as they were. But what if this is the real turn? Carl doesn't die. <laughs> yeah? I don't know. I don't, but I don't the, the, know. We've, we've talked about this before. Beth came up yeah. with a theory. I ran with it. And, you know, the, the idea that, you know, Rick won't die. Uh, and as... Carl got a blood transfusion from Rick. Carl won't die, at least not from a bite. Um, and, and this is just, you know, all speculation based on things that we've seen over the years. But what if he just gets sick for a bit and then gets better, bounces right back? We'll and everybody's see. like, yeah, what well. the hell? But, but so far right now, Gimple is saying that he is going to die like everyone does. Yeah. He, has to. he has to. But I mean, don't see. believe Gimple he has lied to anything. us in the past. He's lied to us. Right, but given, bl- I mean, I, I would have thought that was maybe a possibility if, if the shit with his dad didn't come out, but I think it's a done deal. I, I do, too, and that's what that's what concerns me. Dude, Not unless... Chandler wants to go to college talk, too. But what he, if he took me they fire off. him <laughs> and hire him back with Chandler only at a different agent or, you know, yeah. under his nah. own contract. Make it happen. So that way they can release the parents. Anything is possible. I mean, you know, I I really like Chandler a lot. I think he's a good actor. He grew up on the show. We're used to seeing him. He loves it there. 
Maybe they can work something out in the end. I well, hope. You can also see, you know, you know, the, the link, what the words that Chandler's father is saying. He wasn't fired. He just wasn't renewed. Right. Yeah. His contract yeah. ran out and he wasn't re-signed. <laughs> yeah. These things happen. Now, the one advantage to this whole mess, I guess, and the only thing about the ending that really excites me is that it, it does finally, now I have no roadmap because Carl is exactly Kirkman's even said that Carl will like never die in the comics that it's going to eventually become his story and that Rick will Rick Kirkman said that Rick will die in the comics, but, um, Carl won't, you know, or that they'll end before he does or whatever. So this is a huge ass left turn and really kind of almost, makes for a blank slate at this point. Uh, I mean... I'll, and that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean, they'll still do a lot of the same stuff and probably the resolution, and I'm not sure where the old man Rick vision is going to come in. Now there's speculation that since, you know, Carl was in that vision that... I still think Rick is going to die, actually, Beth. I think they're going to kill him next... In, in the rest, you know, in the next half. Um, well, I don't know. If you read the Andrew Lincoln quotes, he was back into... The hand over the rights to Carl after season twenty-eight. Yeah, well, said that that would be the, and that upsets me because I think that would have been. Uh, let's face it, though his his puberty, you know, his adulthood has has become a problem narratively too because, you know, Judas only aged two years and Chandler's, you know, Carl's aged ten. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! Carl's going to show up on the next season of The Bachelor. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, that, dancing with the stars, at least I'm sure they'll do. You know, Carl is a problem that you run into on TV that you don't run into in the comics. Yeah, you know, for the most part, TV shows kind of advance in real time. The The Walking Dead doesn't. Well, they you know, have, right. I mean, for the Lo- Lost show. had a similar problem with. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, with, yeah, with, with the kid, they were going to ship them off the island until there was a Walt! time jump. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they brought him back for, like, the finale, and he was like, oh, okay, well. Guess right, there, was the, there was a time jump, at least, and then he was the proper age yeah. he should have been, but Carl was always older than he should have been. Yeah, and, but they could have solved that, because I, I guarantee they're going to do the time jump in this eventually. You know, when the war is over, I think they're going to probably follow that. And and maybe old man Rick will still be around. I guess there's speculation now that Michonne and Judith may not make it because they're in the vision too there with Carl and It was you know. just a dream. Yeah. You know, was has anybody going through this episode kinda of wondering where Judith was until she showed up at the end? Yeah, she exactly. just well, she yeah. pops up very briefly. Well the Michonne whole time she was probably and, there. Yeah. In the sewer. It would be nice to see someone scoop her up and take her to safety one of these yeah. times, though. <laughs> you know, just for Yeah, Carl purposes. paid some lip service to her being there, but you didn't actually see her. Yeah. yeah. I thought she might have been in the house when Negan showed up. She's just the indestructible <laughs> teleporting baby at this point. So yeah. Everybody should have one of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, teleport him right into bed and keep him there. Um, but don't I don't know. I'm excited that there's no roadmap for me now as far as the Carl situation, but I am really not loving this show anymore, and it pains me. <sighs> but we we will persist. I, I'm it's, honestly, much as I love talking to y'all, I'm kind of glad to have a break for a while. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
I think I said everything I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much much left either. Why did this restart my recording? Uh-oh. Well, hopefully, we may have some recording problems, so hopefully you guys are backing up. But we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say, except uh, I'm an idiot, and I'll keep watching. You know, we'll keep doing this show. Um, and I do like some things about this this episode and this this half season, but ultimately, man, I don't know. They're just going to keep losing viewers. For one, I mean, if they're... For the last couple seasons, their model has kind of been like, you only really need to watch the first and the last episodes of any half season. And if there's yeah. people yeah, now on the that, that finales, changed. they're in trouble, man. If they're still and doing that model. And that's why I am really praying and hoping that doing what they've done with Carl allows them to do what they've done with fear. Yeah. That this will give us an opportunity to have the next show for The Walking Dead be better than Fear because it always was supposed to be. But at this point, you've got your second show doing so much better than your first. And now you're sending Gimple to the second show and you're going to ruin them both. I hope the hell not, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's not doing better ratings wise, and that's, no, and that's and that's the only better that matters to them. Yeah, and it's and they're still getting great ratings, so that's the thing. They're like they really are taking their audience for advantage, um, or for granted. Yeah, and and I've been reading the reviews elsewhere. And we're not the only ones with these gripes, so it's just I don't know. I, no, you know, the thing is, there were too many leaps. There were too many things that, that the saviors are able to do that are just like, no, that's not possible. Well, even our I survivors. I mean, they, they, really didn't, they really didn't explain very well how they got out. No. They didn't explain how they had all these vehicles that were at hand so easily, how they got all these weapons and everything, unless you, you know, had... Yeah, and all they said was Eugene. That was the magic answer. Yeah, again, you know? yeah, it, it makes no sense. We have no, I mean, his little drone project there wasn't working apparently, and the last we knew, they were just going to shoot him and expend all their bullets, and yeah, it just, instead of one of the Carl Rick flashbacks, maybe show us how the fuck they got out. You know, I don't know. Or is that a time? Rick with the trash people. Yeah, yeah, that would have, they should, I still, I, if... I don't know if they're going to be back next time or not. I hope not. I just don't. Well, I think they need to wrap it up. Something they need to goddamn do something with them because they've made us watch them for two and a half shoot seasons them. now. <laughs> I know anything, and we still have the Chekhov's helicopter out there too, um, which I'm assuming is going to go pick up Runny James and take him back in time to Fear the Walking Dead or something. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Being flown by Mister Sulu. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, so there's another one. There's another half season for y'all, folks. Uh, you can email us at weeklyheroics at yahoo dot com if you'd like, and and share our pain. Or or, or if you disagree with us, or yell at us. <laughs> one of the two. Um, we are still getting some some activity on the Facebook. It's good to see some new people posting on the Facebook page. We really do appreciate that. And uh, no matter where the show goes or the show goes, you know we'll we'll keep that running and 
share all your favorite Walking Dead uh, stuff. One of our members posted some awesome Daryl art um, the other day that she got. Um, yeah, that's I'd love to see lots of fan art and stuff if you guys want to pump us full of that on the uh, the Facebook page. Oh, is that kind of a kind of a nasty way to say things in today's climate? Don't pump us full of anything. That not without our consent. No. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't have anything more. Uh, yeah. So just I'm hoping, as you said, Beth, that they. I'm hoping they go even further from the comics. I really, I kind of hope they kill Rick. Kind of hope maybe Maggie slips in there as the main leader. Um, and I guess we're gonna see the last stand at at uh, the hilltop when we get back. Uh, another big uh, big left turn from the comics, and I don't think it's spoiling too much, is that I don't remember, I don't think they burned down Alexandria. Uh, maybe they did, and, and they'll probably rebuild it. Um, actually, if anything, I think that happens a lot later uh, in the comics um, than it, you know, not the all-out war, but it actually does happen eventually. Spoiler, sorry, but... Um, yeah, I don't know, man. You writers really have to tighten shit up, guys. We're noticing. You know, it's it's not that hard. To, it's a matter of editing and time, too, because, you know, instead of just having, like, Ezekiel appear with a fucking bus, maybe just do one quick cut of him actually getting into the thing and driving there. Or, you know, it. all you really need is, like, one quick cut of him getting in the bus instead of just having him fucking teleport. Same thing with the garbage truck, like last week with Daryl and Carol and Daryl and or Carol and is uh, Jerry just basically appearing when Rick's, you know, finally getting. I did, how all these people are syncing up their arrivals with each other is beyond me because we have no sense of time or scale in this anymore, and it, it's just little stuff like that, man, that that makes a, a show flow better and doesn't take you out of it. And it's not that hard to do. What a right. The same problem with Game of Thrones this last season. It's like there was so much fast travel, to use a video game term, you know, that it just kind of got ridiculous. And it's like, there's no way this could all happen like this. <laughs> you know, even in a fantasy world with dragons. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> well, I, I said, I, Zombie dragons. I always feel like I sound like an idiot when I say I want my fantasy more realistic, but it's just, <laughs> it's a matter of narrative logic, and it for a fantasy property to work, you have to be able to suspend disbelief and and just lose yourself in it, and anything that takes you out of that is going to take away from that experience. So. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I guess I'm going to wrap it. And uh, anything else to say, you guys? Uh, I'm ready to wrap it. It's Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wrap something. Just, just, I got to do some shopping. Yeah, me too. Uh, Most of my shopping. Really, kind of uh, the only advantage to having a girlfriend <laughs> is I have to kind of do the holiday things again now. Otherwise, I really wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> I'm a fucking Scrooge, so sue me. <sighs> but you guys all enjoy it. I hope you do. You know, family's good and a blessing and all that good stuff. And, uh, 
I'm probably not even going to make it up to my parents for Christmas, so that kind of sucks. But Aww. Did the Thanksgiving thing, so that's close enough, but I live too far away to, to make the trip too much, especially in this crap. But I will uh, wish you all happy holidays again, and uh, and our listeners at home. And we're fear of the Walking Dead cast. We'll be back in a few months for you. Bye now. Adios. Adios. <coughs> Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Ooh, child. Get brighter Someday, yeah We'll put it together and we'll get it undone